It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. The Falcons wouldn't do that, would they? So, best we ever had, if you believe that, cue up the Drake. And last but not least, and for the culture, NFL football seven days a week? I don't know about that one. It's all up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listener of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day 1s is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on today to get started. But T, we all know it is opening Day is going down. Max Freed is on the mound, and we know the Braves. But we got a little special, little deep dive for you. So we're going to get into those guys coming up in our deep dive segment. But first, we have to talk about the flu, the flu gazing this team. Um, Will Brinson of CBSSports.com dropped the mock draft. We all know it's mock draft season. Everybody dropping the mock drafts and all that stuff. And I was going through the mock draft. When you, when you told me about it, it got down to the eighth pick. And I was like, okay. You know, there was some defensive linemen off the board, some edge guys off the board. You know, Jalen Carter was off the board. Will Anderson obviously was off the board. And uh, Will Brinson penciled in Anthony Richardson as the guy that the Falcons will take a look at. Now, we know Anthony Richardson has – a lot of people have been saying as he comes into the league, he's going to be a guy who needs to sit for a year, but – do you think this is a real possibility? Because we all know Arthur Smith has been a little coy about anything past 2023 as far as Desmond Ritter. He is say that is the plan for now. But do you think they would take it this far by drafting Anthony Richardson T to just have him come in as a project and let Desmond Ritter do his thing in 2023? For what? I, I mean <laughs> – that just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, because on some level, the backup is a project. Like, Taylor yeah. Heineke is still a little bit of yeah. a wild card as well. So why would you have two projects? I just don't think that makes sense. And like you said, it's probably a good thing that Will Brinson penciled it in. And I yeah. get it. The Falcons have sent people to speak with, evaluate. Anthony Richardson, but I believe that's because the Falcons are just good. Their scouting department is just good about its due diligence. I also believe that Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are pretty darn good at playing chestnut checkers. So mm. nothing is wrong with doing your due diligence. Just like I've said before about Lamar Jackson, there was nothing wrong with having a conversation or considering him either, but understanding that that's probably as far as it was going to get. I would suspect the same thing here. I just don't expect those types of surprises. Everything that Terry Fontenot has done and Arthur Smith has done this offseason has been very calculated and yeah. very dedicated to two things. Number one, shoring up the defense. And number two, deepening the defense. 
So I don't see them going away from that in the first round. Now, maybe they go and get themselves some type of backup or in the third or fourth round who might end up being a diamond in the rough who could then compete with Desmond Ritter. That's okay if that's what you want to do, but not that eighth pick. I just think it's one where, unfortunately, Jarvis, they absolutely positively, even with all the moves in offseason, have to get that eight right. And getting a QB at eight, especially Anthony Richardson, that ain't it. Now, now, hear me clearly. C.J. Stroud is on that board. Uh-oh. Bryce Young is on that board. Uh-oh. Right around that five, six spot. <laughs> I reserve the right to change my mind. Whoa. Yes. The whole Tanisha mantra going out the window for Bryce the Young way. and C.J. Stroud? Yes, Come on, old team, really? Generational dude. <laughs> Those are some okay. Hall okay. of Fame okay. receivers saying <laughs> wow. that they would want to be, they would wouldn't mind them throwing balls to them at right now, throwing throwing footballs at them today, and they haven't even taken a snap in the league. Yeah, yeah, that would be the only way, Jarvis. But it would still it would still hurt my heart. Right. Of course. But at least I would know that they had the forty fourth pick. This is a deep. D lineman class, and maybe mm-hmm. they could move up late in the first round and still get a sneaky good pick if it was a, a Bryce or a CJ. Wow. So, so no love for Anthony Richardson at, at Richardson at eight and all the, the love Falcons. for CJ and Bryce. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Confirm>. <laughs> and I and I do think and I do agree that those guys are much more talented and much more proven than Anthony Richardson because he yeah. is a project in my eyes. And I think that drafting a quarterback like that in the top 10, that's uh, pretty interesting. Now, T, here's, a, here's another guy that I would agree agree on bringing in who wore a, Flor- a Florida Gator uniform, Osiris Torrance. He, you know, Florida's pro day is a day, and that's why Will Brinson probably dropped this, <laughs> dropped this mock draft right, right in preparation for that. Yeah. And um, and the, the reports are that Osiris Torrance had, had sat down, had a, a little dinner with the Falcons. Now, Osiris Torrance is not a guy who's going to be who's projected to go that high in the draft towards the middle, towards the back end of the of the first round. So. If the Falcons are taking a look at this guy and doing their due diligence like they are doing their due diligence on Anthony Richardson, right. I do believe that this is a trade back candidate. And I got a couple of names in mind that will probably work out for the Falcons if they were to trade back. And I think that, yeah. like you said, they're doing their due diligence. They're playing out all scenarios. And I think yes. that you have to, because even in Will Brinson's mock draft, you mm-hmm. had Anderson off the board. You had Chris yes. Gonzalez off the yes. board. Every, you yes, every yeah. You know every option that made sense for the Falcons mm-hmm. at eight, Jaylen they Carter, weren't yeah, there. Off they, the board, they, already right. off the board. So I think yeah. that when you have a scenario like that playing out, and it could potentially mm-hmm. play out that way, the Falcons mm-hmm. have to be prepared. And I think that's exactly what they're doing. And you know, having a top thirty visit with Anthony Richardson and sitting down and having dinner with the big man that yeah. plays that guard position that we've been talking about that the Falcons yeah. need to fill yeah. that spot. They have right. to. They, yeah. Yes, and I, I agree with you. That trade back would be the only other option I could see where if for some reason all those guys are off the board and you're still sitting at eight and you can get yourself a good deal to move back to 12 or 14, knowing yeah. that you could still get a good O-lineman and still get a guard. Still, <clears throat> I, I know, right? <laughs> we'll get that guy. Uh, yeah, then you go ahead and do it. But yeah, those are to me, those are the only scenarios that would work 
if you don't go for a D lineman at eight, but Anthony Richardson is not the scenario that I personally think would work. Absolutely. And, and T, when you think about making things work, we've been having a lot of conversations about Trey Young and DeJounte Murray and whether or not that will work. One of the things that I thought was very interesting was when um, Donovan Mitchell and how he praises and lauds the job that Quinn Snyder did with him and just how he is a coach overall. And he has gone on the record and said that, hey, the Hawks are going places because of Quinn Snyder uh, specifically. Now, I also kept reading and I saw, I came across a quote that I thought was very interesting. And uh, I definitely want to get your thoughts on it. And I'm looking forward to what you have to say about it because, you know, they were talking, they were um, talking to Donovan Mitchell. We know that Donovan Mitchell had an interaction with Trey when there were rumors about Quinn Snyder uh, becoming the head coach of this team. And and Donovan basically gave him the stamp of approval then. But after the, the win against the Cavaliers, after the game at State Farm Arena on Tuesday, T, Donovan Mitchell said that uh, Trey basically said, quote, he was like, man, I love that dude. It's only been a few weeks. So they're loving him here. You know, speak, um, Donovan Mitchell speaking after the game. He said the fans, the organization, everyone treats him right because he deserves it. And he'll lead these guys far. Yeah. And Is this nothing- what we need, T? Is this what yeah. Trey Young needs? I don't know if I can agree with that piece of it. What I can okay. say is I believe that everything that Donovan Mitchell said is accurate. I right. believe that the fans are liking it, even though it's probably a slower burn than they wanted. I think they all were thinking, okay, 21 and 0. Come on, man. <sighs> so, but I think overall, if right. the, the sensible fan is appreciating the little tweaks, the little nuances that Quinn Snyder brings to the table, and everyone else who is covering can kind of see the vision if you just take a step back, you can see what he's doing. However, I would say that the other piece of that where, oh, there's, you know, we got a, a man crush going on. <laughs> just no, just, just no, like that's not going to work for me because there was much love going around when Lloyd Pierce stepped up and it was right. Like, yeah. You know, Trey yeah and LP true. were good in the beginning for a long time before it soured. They Nathan too. Millen was the change. And Trey was all on board with the change. Trust and believe if he wasn't, Nate would have kept that interim tag and it would have never been taken off. Okay. No doubt. So that relationship Facts. stayed good for quite some time. Catch me next season after, mm. say, the Hawks have a swoon. And let's say a lot of that swoon is because of Trey. And let's say it's because Quinn Snyder wants to implement a system that is just not working for Trey initially. Catch me when you start hitting those true speed bumps. And if there's still this man crutch situation going on, bet. I think that that would be a good thing. Or yeah. or catch me in 2025. Right. Yeah. If you want to go out. you still here. Far. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> but right now, I just think, of course, I mean, it's the honeymoon phase. Why yeah. wouldn't you be like, I love my new coach. It's this, that, and the third. It, it better be. It should be. Right. you, yeah. you know, ceremoniously exited Nathan Millen out of here midseason and brought a new coach in with 21 games yet left. Yeah, it, it better be Christmas Day, yes. Valentine's Day, and all of the above in that situation. So, yeah, that's why I'm like, eh, I kind of put an asterisk by that. I just think it's still too soon. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of with you, but for me, I, I want to believe it because I really like Quinn Snyder. I, like oh, I said, yeah. I've seen those tweaks. I've seen those little uh, simple adjustments like, hey, I don't care about your feelings. Like, it's all about basketball. Hey, and, and I'm going to tell you why I made that decision too. 
And that's the the, the coaches that explain the why. Yes. Those are guys that I always stand on, and I'll stand on top of the hill and scream to the loudest of loud as I can. Hey, th- this is the guy because yeah. Yeah. you know those guys are, are 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 professionals. And when you have someone telling you exactly what you need to do in order to be better, and you can't get it done, hey, that's on you, Jack. <laughs> and we know that the Hawks players need that accountability. And as you said, if things go awry. And, uh, you know, we're still hearing, you know, oh, well, you know, I don't know what's going on with Quinn Snyder. He lost the locker room. We're like, wait a minute. Hold on. He just got here. Right. So, yeah, I, I think that it's definitely a wait and see situation. But like you said, I want to believe it because I like Quinn Snyder. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think he's I think he got some good things going popping up. So and Trey need to get his dog on ish together. I'm going to say something right there and there. But we're not going to cuss on today. That's not what we're, that's not what we're going to do. But T, um. The Braves are getting ready to uh, get this thing popping off, right? But we gotta, we gotta do a deep dive into what actually is going to, how things are going to play out this year. There are some storylines, T, that I am super excited, and we'll dig into that next. But first, we gotta talk about FanDuel because it is the number one sports book in America. How about this? You guys rock with us each and every day as we are the number one. Podcast in America, go and rock with the number one sports book in America. You know that's that's just how we get down. So here's what we do: once you go there, and you if you're a new customer, no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. Yes, you heard that right. A no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the app today. Super safe, secure, and easy to use. No flu gaziness. I promise you. You have to worry about. It. They got you covered. And you can bet on everything from the money line, the point scores, the threes drained. The Hawks are getting ready to play the Nets tomorrow night. So, hey, go and get you, win you some money. Go do that thing. And plus, you can even combine your bets for a bigger chance at a payout with a same game parlay. So, don't miss your chance to go eat a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com. Dot com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Now, it's opening day, and some would say the Braves are a sure bet to get their NL East sixth straight title, right? Now, Steve Cohen, he went on a shopping spree. The Phillies are the defending NL champions. The Marlins are the Marlins. So we're setting the stage for you guys as yes. far as the NL East goes, right? And the and Nationals aren't even worth mentioning. That's what I was about to say. And that doesn't mean the team that we just did not mention. Yes. Doesn't exist, but they do They don't. Yeah, they, they do, so, but yeah. they don't. Yeah. They do and they don't, like, for real. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so for all intents and purposes, it's really just Mets, Phillies, and Braves who are fighting for this thing, right? Right. And so you look at it and – 
you can say, like we mentioned, I mean, the Phillies are the defending champions and they went out and they did some things in the off season to bolster their roster. Like they didn't, you know, just rest on their laurels, if you will. Right. So, and so you think about that and it's like, okay, well, okay. They've got Jose Alvarado, I think on a three-year contract, just as an example, right? So they get right. themselves a lefty and you're looking at, however, what you've seen out of the Braves and the acquisitions they have. And I'm going to mention Sean Murphy right out of the gate. Absolutely. He'll, yeah, he'll have get to. the starting catch today with Max Fried on the mound. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, match for match, are the Braves the clear favorites in the division? Or or is it a two or three horse race? I think is I think they're the I think they're the favorite. I I, I can't say clear favorite because like you said, the Phillies Figured some things out towards the end of last year and went on the run to, you know, go to the World Series. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but we did talk about this, too, on a previous episode. If you haven't checked it out, I think you need to go back and, and get do a catch up. You might miss something. Don't every day, Monday through Friday, you got to download us and check us out. But Reese Hoskins, you know, he, he's gone down. And then you have the Mets dealing with their injuries and, and Edwin Diaz and yeah. having all these fossils. And names that we've known for a long time to be good, but are they going to be able to make it through the season? You got Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, all of those guys. You know, they've spent all, like you said, they mentioned, they spent all the money. But we already know that at some point the Mets going to Met. That's just, that's just how it goes, yeah. T. It, it, it's not going to change. It, 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 and, and when you think about where they are as a team, it's hard for me to kind of, you know, say, hey, I know that they'll probably be in the conversations, but when we're talking about favorite, favorite. who's the favorite, it has yeah. to be the Braves because yeah. of all the weapons that they have, like the, like you mentioned, the best defensive catcher in all of baseball yes. and, and, and Sean Murphy, bringing him in. There are many national baseball writers who have been saying how that was the trade yeah. of the – that was the biggest was acquisition, the acquisition in the offseason. Yep. Offseason, you know what I mean? Like a, yeah. a nine-player trade. And then now the Oka A's are potentially may cut Christian Pache. Like this is – it's just a lot going on with their organization. I think the Braves have, have clear – Sean Murphy ain't even stepped on the diamond yet, and I think yeah. that the Braves have won this trade, <laughs> hands down. So I think that when you have these, all of those factors going into play, you have to look at the Braves and say, hey, this is the favorite for the National League East. Yeah, and look at the lack of reaction when we found out that essentially, oh my goodness, Kyle Wright is going on the 21-day or the 15-day IL. Like, right, yeah. Okay. All right, just cool. The, come on, Jared Schuster. Come on, Dylan Dodd. Let's let's do your thing. Like there was no blinking, no panic, no nothing from not just the Braves, but from other individuals like our insider Grant McCa uh, Grant McCauley, who of course will be doing the post game shows this season. Mm -hmm. There was no panic. There was no panic because this organization is a that deep, and b because of double A. There's always a game plan. So yes. I think that's also what makes you maybe not a clear favorite, but a favorite in the division. And you made a great point as well. We only talked about Sean Murphy and what he brings to the table. But what about Matt Olson getting his, like, sea legs under him for real in yes. the second season? Or what about uh, all of the guys who were injured at some point last season or who weren't playing 100% and just you know, weren't playing at 100% last season? Ronnie, and now Ozzie. they're back. Exactly. Yeah. So you and I could potentially go down this entire 26-man roster and see so much, so much talent, so much potential 
it's crazy. And speaking of that, we'll talk about that in a minute. But here's another question that's kind of on the table, which I thought was very interesting, a comment from President and CEO Derek Schiller. So we were, of course, just talking about the Braves and whether or not they're the favorites or clear favorites in the division, meaning the best team in the division. But he actually made a comment recently about this team being the best Braves team ever. And I said, hmm, true, false, but to be determined, Jarvis, what is it? Ooh, wow, it's kind of hard to say, right? Because yeah, that's what I you, you got to go to the World Series team, right? You go to that 95 team. Obviously, you go up and down that roster. You got guys like Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, you know, Steve Avery, all of the John Smoltz. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I just named three Hall of Famers, by the way, yeah. <laughs> for those who's counting, sitting there counting at home. So that's hard for me that's and that's just the 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 the, the pitchers like you know yeah. I haven't gone into the the the, line, the right. batting lineup yet exactly. so those are some of the things that they have to kind of take into play so just based off of that I can't I can't say that and then let's go to the 2021 roster yeah. Freddie Freeman is on their roster Dansby yeah. Swanson was on their roster Freddie yes. Freeman probably one of the better Braves to ever put on the Braves uniform you know what I mean so yeah, we're yeah. talking about Hall of Famers. Like, yes, yes. they have a, a a deep roster. Yes, they got a lot of good talent sold up. Yes, Ronald Acuna, if he the way he's on the track, if he's able to stay healthy, he might be in the Hall of Fame one day. Yes, that's true. But just looking at today, March thirtieth, opening day in twenty twenty three. Yeah, Derek Schiller, I get how you put pumping up your guys, but. Nah, nah, bro. That ain't working. Yeah. That ain't that ain't flying right on this show. Not 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 today. It, yeah, I would call it determined. Now catch us on the other side when they are hoisting up another trophy. Yeah, or, they win one this year. We got that yeah, conversation. We can have yeah. that yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think for now, I might say more so they may be the most exciting Braves team. Yes, as you compare them to '95 or even '21. Now they might be the most exciting, but yeah, I think best is to be determined. Now the Braves could also have within all of that talent that we just mentioned, and, and we didn't mention them all, but the talent that we just mentioned, Braves could actually be the first team in 27 years, Jarvis, since I believe the Rockies did it back in the day. They could be the first team with Those three were players. The teams. Yes, exactly. But also, <laughs> yeah. let's be real, that was a hit. that's a hitter's park, too. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, truest, mm-hmm. yeah truest park is a hitter's park, but nothing is like where the Colorado Rockies play. So taking that into consideration, the fact that there could be three Guys, Ronald Acuna Jr., Austin Riley, and Matt Olson, can they get it done? Can they get 40 home runs and be that first trio in three decades almost to make it happen? Wow. Yeah. Man, that is that's an excellent question. Cause I actually, you know, start thinking about it and start looking up and down the roster, right? And I don't know, I can definitely see Matt Olson. I can definitely see nephew Ronnie, mm-hmm. but that third though, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a matter of now. If you ask me, thirty, three guys with thirty, yeah. and Austin Riley, you know, gets gets going. I think I could definitely see three guys with thirty home runs. That's, mm-hmm. and I can maybe even see four because you got Ozzy Albies who's, yes, see, who's batting yeah, cleanup. That's what. I was thinking might be a little more realistic. Yes. That twenty, that that uh twenty one, that World Series team. Speaking of, he hit thirty home runs and had over a hundred RBI. So mm-hmm. we know what his capabilities are. It's just a matter of health, and I think that you know they can have they can be in that conversation. 
to, as the season goes along, as long as those guys stay healthy. But as far as three guys getting 40 bombs, whoo, I don't know about I that know. one. That's a, <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, That's a right. tall order. <laughs> yeah, but I like where you're going with it because, yeah, the Braves, as currently constructed, you look at this team and it's like now 30. I would even throw in Michael Harris the second because remember what we got out of him in a half a season. He was almost 20 20, 20 exactly. home runs, 20 so still, 19, almost last year. Right. Yeah. So you Exactly. So you have 19 home runs and that was from may on right so right, what yeah. if you get him fully healthy 162 games i might put a bet on five players getting 30 home runs but i think Ooh, if yeah. i had yeah it, it, it could happen right it yeah. could happen. Yes, but i yes. think what i really put my money on is probably ronald acuna jr he was so disappointed that he didn't get those 30 steals last year so i do believe he's on mission to try to get those 40 home runs and 30 steals. I wouldn't be shocked if that happens for him. But if you want to know all about the excitement for opening day, check out Locked On Sports today because this is the first time since about 1967 that all 30 teams are out of the gates on opening day. And nice. I think that's so very cool. I am sure Locked On Sports today is going to give you all the reaction to opening day, even with these early games like the gen the uh, businessman special that the Braves are playing up in the district. So check them out, just like you check us out on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast. Of course, you got to stop by ATL Day Ones first so you can listen to us give reaction and for the culture. But the next stop, Locked On Sports Today, and check them out in their take of the day. Absolutely. Locked On Sports Atlanta family, listen up. We need your help. We need 6,000 subscribers. And if you are listening or watching this program and you have not subscribed, what are you waiting on? We need you. That's all That's all we need to say. Because, you know, you guys have been rocking with us since day one. Because this is ATL day one. It's like, so why not? As Drake say, since my day one. So, yeah, we need you to get with the day ones and make sure you become part of the family. Now, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. Sometimes, whatever the hell we want to talk about. Today is no different. How about this, T? The NFL, you know, Mr. Mike Florio, no, he's a guy who's pretty tapped in, you know, runs the pro football, uh, pro football uh, website uh, for NBC. Yeah, excuse me, pro football talk on for NBC. And we know how tapped in this guy is. He was on, he said, Pat McAfee's podcast, which is very popular, uh, thanks to Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> he was on there um, earlier this week and said that it's inevitable that we'll see the league play games every night, T. Probably not Friday and Saturday, but definitely Tuesday and Wednesday. What do you think about that many NFL games going on during the week? Well, I think the interesting part was that his formula for getting there would mean 40 teams. So I just, that's to me what, that that's was the kind of the puzzling piece. Yeah. Like it seems like the 32 teams and the, the locations, you know, where they're located, their locales are perfect. Now you do have some cities, like I believe St. Louis, St. Louis, Louis would yeah. love a team mm -hmm. again. Yes. Yeah, St. Louis would yeah. absolutely love a team. And there's always Probably been talk Oakland, that. Maybe. Yep, absolutely. exactly. Yeah. So you've got about two or three. And there's always been talk that San Antonio would love another professional team, whether that's okay. a professional baseball team or a football team. So you probably have about three to five cities out there who would actually go after it. But I just wonder, as we talk about watering down the product, as we talk about injuries, how will these players have an opportunity to bounce back? Because invariably, there's probably going to be anywhere from a third to a quarter of the teams every 
week that don't get the good fortune of getting the rest that they deserve and being able to really game plan for that team that next week. I don't know. That just seems like a lot. But on the same token, you know, when we get into those times where we do get NFL football on a Saturday, like our little bonus day after college oh, football yeah, is over, yeah. it's kind of, or when it's college great. football goes on the hiatus between the early bowl games and the, the six. Yeah. Yeah. Then we come to, okay, well, an extra, one extra day may, may not be a bad day thing because of what we saw there. But I also think out of respect, and you're as a former, former football player, out of respect for the bodies and the wear and tear, that's a lot. And you're talking about to make it work as well is adding more yeah. games, you yeah. know, That's going to an 18th yeah. game. You know what yeah. I mean? So those are some of the things I'm just like, I don't know if I know that the NFL PA probably might be the weakest union out of all the, the, the big four uh, um, um, sports. But yeah. so that that'll, that that will to me, that what makes me believe that more than likely this won't happen. Yeah. I can see them adding one more day, but like you talking about five days, six days, seven days a week, that's just too much to me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in saying it. That's cool. I understand, like, we want more football and all that stuff, but, like, I'm the type of dude, I was like, I want to have something to look forward to because once you keep hitting me with it and hitting me with it every day, eventually I'll be like, eh. Golly, man, I, I need something to look forward to, you know, yeah, and the NFL yeah. does that week in and week out. So uh, and I think the TV ratings don't lie. The Super Bowl ratings don't lie. So I think they can kind of just hold off on that one. And, you know, like expansion to another team. Yeah, we can talk about that. But seven days a week. Nah, Roger, I think you need to kind of hold off on that. one. But T, before we get out of here, we have to talk about this. Now, you have this LLS event going on. Please tell the folks about what you campaigning for and what you got going on and hey and let the people know where they can go to kind of support yes so lls stands for the leukemia and lymphoma society started about 60 years ago back in new york city and it essentially is a society that provides advocacy policy advocacy for healthcare, as well as education support and patient support and research obviously in the fight against cancer so it's leukemia it's lymphoma, it's myeloma, and it is Hodgkin's disease as well. So uh, you think about those four, and a lot of times people just kind of forget blood cancer. And don't get me wrong, the support is there for breast cancer as well and other forms of cancer. I, being a breast cancer survivor, definitely appreciate that. So if you guys want to join the fight against cancer, you want to join my fundraising campaign, it'll be a 10-week campaign, kicks off tonight. Check out any of my social media. It's easy. At Tanitra Batiste, that's simple. And you're going to see a link there. You click on that link and donate. And listen, when you do click on the link, don't just click on the link by yourself. Go and share that with some friends as well, because remember, this is a cause where we can actually kill a disease that has taken so many from us. But to end on a light note, and thank you so much, Jarvis, for mentioning that and for your support there as well. Boy, I tell you. I think nephew Ronnie might have a listen to this show because dude in his first at bat hits a single and has already stolen a base up in the district. Going to be a fun season, Jarvis. Yes, it is. Super, super, super excited about the Atlanta Braves getting this thing popping off. I'm telling y'all, make sure y'all, oh, here and another thing. Here we go. How about this? Tomorrow, we're joining forces. It's John Chuckery, hitting hard with John Chuckery, and ATL Day Ones. It's an ATL hangout, so make sure you guys come back tomorrow and check 
us out. That bad boy will be dropping around about 1 p.m. Eastern or so. So, hey, be on the lookout for that. And also, we want to thank you for making ATL Day 1 your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And make sure that you make Locked On Sports today. You can find it wherever you find this podcast as your second Listen, people, before we get out of here, I have to say this. Happy opening day. And also, make sure that you guys share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love while you're at the ballpark. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.